Now, all school-age children, close your ears for a minute. But I heard once that we only remember 7% of what we learn in school. But I do remember my eighth grade science project. We had to choose a famous scientist and study their lives and do a report on them. I chose Thomas Edison, the wizard of Menlo Park, one of the greatest inventors that ever lived. I was captivated by his genius and creativity. Edison invented everything from the light bulb to the phonograph to film to electric power distribution. He holds the most patents of any scientist over 1,100, and he was a very intense man. He could laser focus on solving a problem. At one point, he actually worked 60 hours straight. He was so concentrated on his invention that he forgot to eat, forgot to sleep, and just lost track of time. And he had this amazing perseverance while inventing the electric light bulb. It took him 2,774 trials with different filaments to find the right one that would remain burning. Now, I don't know about you, but I get easily discouraged. And maybe after a few hundred or even a few thousand tries, I probably would have gotten frustrated and gotten out of a hammer and said, this isn't working. Well, what's our gospel about today? We work with such great intensity on worldly goals, but do we work with that same intensity or even greater intensity on what really matters to God, our eternal salvation? The gospel presents us with this strange parable of the dishonest steward. He's about to be fired, and so he calls in his master's debtors and reduces their debts. You owe my master a hundred measures of olive oil, make it fifty. What's going on? The dishonest steward is making friends with his master's debtors so that when he's fired, they'll take him in and provide for him. Well, what's the parable about? We work hard to secure our earthly security, but do we work just as hard or even harder to secure our eternal reward? I just picked up Father Larry Richards' book called Be a Man. In the beginning of the book, he shares that at one point in his priesthood, he was the chaplain of an all-boys Catholic high school. And at the beginning of the year, he asked the boys, what do you want most this year? And they said, we want to win the state football championship. And he's like, wow, okay, how are you going to do it? And they said, we're going to work hard. We're going to get up early. We're going to hit the weights. We're going to train. We're going to exercise and practice, practice, practice. And indeed they did. Some of the guys trained for four hours a day on football. And guess what? They won the state championship. But then Father Richards challenged the boys, okay, you worked hard to win a football championship. Are you willing to work just as hard to become the saints God has created you to be? Games come and go. Heaven or hell is for eternity. Now, most of us kind of want to forget COVID, but let me bring us back for a moment to March 2020. To protect ourselves, our physical health from this deadly virus, we shut down our churches, restaurants, businesses. We quarantined ourselves in our homes. In prudence, we wanted to protect ourselves from this deadly virus. But let me ask this. Are we even more concerned about our spiritual health? COVID can kill our bodies. Mortal sin can kill our souls. Just one example. The Catechism of the Catholic Church, we've always taught that deliberately missing Mass on Sunday is a mortal sin. Now, are we working with the same vigilance or even greater vigilance to avoid missing Sunday Mass with, as we avoid not getting COVID? How lax we have become, perhaps, 
that we're willing to jeopardize our soul over a sports game or a dance competition by missing Sunday Mass. Okay, what ultimately motivates us to work with intensity to becoming a saint? Well, the greatest motivator is not fear. Fear can be a motivator. We saw that during COVID. The greatest motivator is love. We have to fall in love with God. Look, I fell in love in college. Many of you know my vocation story. I was engaged to be married at one point. When I was in love with my girlfriend, I was willing to sacrifice and do anything for her. Well, we got to fall in love with God. How do we do that? We got to spend time with him to come to know him, to love him, and to know his love for us. We see the heart of our father in the second reading today. So, That second reading says this, God wills that all people be saved. Our Father yearns for us. He wants to be with us forever in eternity. And once we come to know the intensity of our Father's love, that invokes a response in us, an intense response to yearn and to be with Him forever. Now, I've mentioned many times that if we want to really set out to be a saint with intensity, we need a plan. Okay, Certain things have to be the foundation of our lives. Of course, going to Sunday Mass, regular confession, a prayer life. And then the gospel this weekend provides us with a great reminder to focus on doing the small things with great love. This verse really struck me in the gospel. The person who is trustworthy in very small matters is also trustworthy in great ones. It's easy to become sloppy in our spiritual lives. We get comfortable letting the small things go, cutting corners. And guess what? Venial sin makes it easier to slide into mortal sin. So we have to focus on upping our game and doing the small things well. Now, for instance, I was convicted this week just thinking about, do I do the small things well? Do I get up on time? Am I orderly? Do I clean up after myself? Do I take good care of the things I own? Am I cleanly? Do I practice manners, sing please and thank you? Am I courteous, kind, and patient? How's my driving? Grace builds on nature. If we want to open ourselves to grow in virtue and grace, we have to focus on doing the little things well and with great love. St. Jose Maria Escriva, he said, I can tell the state of a man or woman's soul by looking at his or her desk and inspecting his or her closet. The interior life of a person is reflected in the smallest of actions. You know, we have a lot of talented people in our parish. We're good at worldly success. We have people who worked hard, who've gained advanced degrees from colleges and universities. We have people who have started businesses, who own their own businesses, who have successful practices, who in the eyes of the world are intensely focused and have achieved amazing goals. But now we have to unfocus our gifts and talents on something even more important, our spiritual lives. Jesus tells us, what does it profit a man or a woman to gain the whole world? and to lose his or her soul. Let us focus with even greater intensity on becoming the saints God has created us to be.